Welcome to Great Minds, a wine-centric podcast where two wine-loving friends take a look beyond what is in the glass. We look behind it to discovering the stories, the culture, the history, and the people that make it all happen. I'm Gina Birch. We also look straight through it when we tip up that glass Mm -hmm. through the bottom. We taste a little wine along the way. Uh, I am Julie Glenn. The two of us have always had fun tasting wine together for years. Yes. Along with everyone listening to our podcast. We hope you have a glass in hand right now. However, nothing beats tasting wine with the one who actually made that wine. Mm -hmm. The winemaker, wine grower, or the winery owners who have the vision in many cases behind some of these things. Um, Anyway, they always give us so many great insights and stories. And that's exactly what we're going to get today with Brian Page. Brian is the owner of Page Cellars, which also makes revolver wines. This is a small production, big reputation winery in Napa. Has a little bit of a cult following, and we are so excited to have the wines and Brian in studio. Hey, Brian, thanks for for being here physically with us, live in person. Hello, hello, hello. (laughs) (laughs) It's so great to have nice, clean audio instead of off of like a Zoom or, um, you know, internet connection. So in person is fabulous. You've been making wine, you said, since 1997? So that was when you were like five or six? Five or six, yeah. That was like, um, that was a barrel and a keg. So a whopping 36 cases. Um, Actually, I just checked up. preliminary production wave uh, just recently just I was doing some work on inventory and saw that and went oh gosh started with that in 1997 but actually been making wine since 92. So how many are you making Not now when you started in 97 with 36 and today it's up to? Well if you look at the earthquake and the two fires oh we're lucky that we will be doing well we, we should be up to about 2,000 in the next two years. Wow, that's nothing. Right now I mean, we're about 890 wow. or so, all done by hand, yeah. So these are really coveted. This is why people, when we say the word cult wines, people really search for these and because they're hard to find. Yeah. Well, we've got a lineup in front of us today. Hey. Yeah, and cult wine isn't just to make um, former punks like myself feel like we're cool still. <laughs> it's because they are kind of hard to get and it's kind of an insider thing to even know that they exist because there aren't pallets of them sitting in giant retailers. So these well, are distributed, hard to find, more direct, or? Two, three states. Okay, well, so it. they're not everywhere. No. You have to get, I mean, get them either, online. It's either the winery or um, Florida. <laughs> yeah, uh, Florida, I mean, we're in Florida, Massachusetts, and um, uh, we're seeing what happens with Texas, and but that's it. Uh, but we've been in as many as 10 states. Uh, back in the day when we were at 2,000 cases, we actually were as high as 4,000. But um, Is that with Revolver or Page? That was with, uh, well, Page got as high as uh, 800 cases or so, and then Revolver with that and another project we would call, that we did was called Three Doves, um, which is a lower end, which we can't do anymore because Napa Valley grapes are ridiculously expensive now. But <laughs> There's um, no at, entry level there. Yeah, there's no, I mean, so there's, you know, we were at uh, like, you know, 3,800 cases, but now uh, I'll be happy when we get back to 2,000 cases because uh, I can stay hands-on and um, not blow out my knees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no kidding. I bet. Uh, <laughs> that's a whole other story. Um, talk about Revolver Wines. How did they come about? Because you said you've been in the business for quite some time. 
Um, where where did the inspiration and the uh... Revolver is named after a certain album. Um, yeah. But it, it 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 the epiphany came when it's like when I started Page Wine Cellars. Um, just a, a quick note: there's a Page Cellars in uh, in Washington State. Cool people, same share the same last name. So right. we're Page Wine Cellars. They're Page Cellars, and um, you know they're cool. We're cool, and that's that. So Revolver came out of a vintage, um, in particular 2003, and it was when I had extra Cabernet Franc uh, after I did a lot of extra Cabernet Franc after I did my blend for Page Wine Cellars, the proprietary red, and I used to just bulk it off and said, no, this is just too good. I just need to do something with it, and it just so happens I was uh, uh, sitting on the Carnation Cafe on the roundabout in um, in Disneyland in Orange County, and uh, there, the reason I do that sometimes because I'm kind of a dork like that. And then across the street, <laughs> there's actually a mailbox to mail bills and stuff. So I do that kind of crazy stuff. But I was walking. I was going, "What am I going to do with this Cabernet Franc? What am I going to do with this Cabernet Franc?" And I was walking by the um, the little gun uh, uh, shooting gallery, mm-hmm. and I was listening to that album revolver even though the rifles that you're shooting there but it's like boom 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 click 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 and george harrison came to mind i went that's what it is because uh i have you know i had that love for his thought process uh a process that he had when it came to buddhism and whatnot or just keeping things to the point where hey why don't we love one another first and then Mm -hmm. figure out the rest of the blankety blank later yeah so You'll see skulls all over revolver, and that's kind of out of a Buddhist tradition. When you see a skull, it reminds you that death's inevitable, so live for the moment, and hopefully with love in your heart, and then reach for the stars. Oh. You'll see that symbolism all over the place. And you see the hearts on all of your labels, yes, too. Does, yeah. that, does that tie into that? Yeah. Okay. So if you look at revolver, um, the reason I have the two R's bookended, because in the middle of that is evolve, and in, within the word evolve is love. It's kind of a, oh my gosh! Yeah, <gasps> look at that. So it's that a little, is so cool. It's a little stony, but you know I am from California, so we'll leave it at that. <laughs> no, I love that. I think people listening, you know, we're always looking for a story behind the wine, and, and we like messages in the bottle on mm-hmm. the bottle, and that's just great when you look at it. And the, and the artwork on all of these is, is really cool, and there's a lot of symbolism which we were going to talk about. So thanks for for jumping in there and explaining that. And the labels are beautiful. I mean, they're just stunning. I, I mean, they're yeah. It's that I aesthetic mean, is fab. I uh, appreciate that. We have a, I have a really good friend um, that helps me out with this, and I have a, another one that's that's just doing some stuff for another crazy project I'm doing. But um, she's she Bridget is she's she's awesome. Uh, she's uh she's helped me out through all this stuff and and has been <laughs> patient with me because like uh, she'll send me a file and in um, Adobe Illustrator, and I'm dangerous enough to F with it and then <laughs> send it back and say, can you fix this? And then, you know, go back and forth until we got it. Hope yeah. you saved so, the original. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, now. I do. I mean, I have huge files. I mean, I some of my files are ridiculous. Yeah. So, but, uh, you know, I, I try to have fun with it because it's like, um, and try to express some things and, um, you know, hopefully be obnoxious. Let's talk about blood and roses. That's your rosé. I think it's beautiful. We do two rosés. Mm-hmm. This rosé is great. 
Yeah, this is, uh, can you believe it? This is 100% Cabernet mm. Sauvignon. I know, it's very dark. This is wow. all Seigneur, and this is actually bled off within five minutes of being um, distemmed and mm-hmm. um, gently crushed. And our, our fermentations are about three quarters of a ton, hand punched down kind of thing. We've got this long, looks like something between a semi-truck smokestack and a colander. So that gets shoved in the corner of the tank, and then we siphon off a certain percentage so we can concentrate the juice, um, the skin ratio to juice. And um, then we get a little byproduct called a saignet or a bleed. Mm-hmm. Get it? Yeah. Uh, yep. Blood and roses. Got it. Kinda, oh, okay. Yeah. Kind of, kind of tips a hat towards a certain Sin- song from uh, another band I like, which is the Smithereens, but <laughs> no relation. And um, so that, you know, it, it's interesting what Cab will give. And I've got a lot of customers that, you know, especially from, you know, Florida here. And what's what's cool is that, well, it's hot here, but um, you can have your Cabernet Sauvignon and still have a steak. So this right. is the only thing that really needs an acid adjustment um, in the house in comparison to uh, others that you know, we, a lot of times we don't have to. But um, this, we have to get that, that structure good enough. So, but I got to tell you, this on a bar, you know, with a barbecued steak is ridiculous because that acid mm-hmm. really pushes the fat and then that meat tastes meatier and deliciouser. These are words I'm making <laughs> up as we go along. I like, I like deliciouser. Deliciouser. Totally for it. There's in the past has been Merlot and Malbec and other little fun things in there, but I do another one called Death and Glory, and that is uh, primarily Malbec and Petit Verdot, which is surprisingly a lot less pigments in that. So it's it's actually wow. a lighter rosé. Reason being is just that the those uh, those skin uh, structures are actually a little more robust, so it hangs on to pigment a little, little easier. Flavor-wise, how does it differ? So this I get, you know, one of my favorite things is like strawberry rhubarb pie, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, without that gooey sweetness. Um, but, and, you know, and I get uh, just a little hint of, of like orange kumquat on the, on, the, on, the, on the edge of this thing. Mm-hmm. And this is actually barrel fermented, um, which is bizarre to do. But these are old, old um, stash barrels that have been really taken care of um, so they're not going to impart funk and it's just going to keep things clean but rosé and whites i think can benefit from neutral oak because it allows it to breathe through the pores and whatnot while you're fermenting and whatnot or more so actually when you're aging it to get things to calm down but um give it kind of like a little bit of a less clinical situation yeah so it it it, it can well i mean with us (laughs) it was it was out of necessity all of our stainless steel was uh was locked up Mm-hmm. And so we couldn't, um, we couldn't, we, I said, grab this old stash barrels, you know, let's, let's clean those up and let's go. <laughs> so that's yeah. what we did. And then you did and it worked and it's great. It's yeah, it, fantastic. It's just, it's just fine. So, um, you know, this is whopping, I think, 57 cases or something like that. And that's it. And um, we do sometimes do um, magnums and whatnot. But um, this year uh, with the 2020, it's 100% Cavity Sauvignon because we lost everything else through the fire so the merlot malbec petit verdot and cabernet franc for that matter so you know that was that did they burn or did they um just have the smoke situation yes all oh yeah we had some stuff that just uh basically became a raisin factory 
Oh. So it just depends. I mean, no it's, one, it's one thing. It's, you know, it's it's one thing. It's like you know, it's like it's like grape jerky. If you think about it, I mean, you're just yeah. slowly smoking it. It's yeah. Like, wow. Well, that's kind of effed. It's yeah. like grape. I'm being spec. really good. My LA mouth is that's not okay. popping <laughs> off, man. But it's um, it's yeah. That sounds sad. It, it it sucked. Um, I mean, like I, no uh, level of juice that could be taken out. We're not even talking about like trying to. We had one plot that was set set above the valley in a, um a, a Napa Valley, and I. Not kidding. When I, when I when I got up to the vineyard and looked over the and it sits above the vineyard. It sits above um, Promontory. Uh, it sits above the valley, and you can see. The valley looked like the L.A. Basin when I was growing up in like the seventies. It oh was my. brown oh. and nasty. That's and been heartbreaking, really. Yeah, it's just, well, I mean, you feel for the whole industry because, you know, guys aren't working. Um, I mean, this, and, you know, at the same time, you had the whole COVID thing going on. It's like bang, 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 bang. So it was one of those ones where you had to learn how to, you know, breathe just to stay alive, but mm. also breathe to calm your nerves blinking blink down yeah, yeah your nerves. and then and then we've got the fallout that's going to come when that vintage isn't able to be produced because Ooh, there's we've got a great i mean the cab we got out of it is gorgeous awesome. i mean it's 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 it actually is gorgeous i mean i can get to all technical stuff when it comes to like testing for smoke taint and this mm-hmm. and the other blah 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 blah. this stuff's gorgeous so it, i'm glad it is a it was a high altitude yeah, yeah well, we're, altitude. we're gonna try the fury next which is something that you're really so no, the no, fury. This is the fury. The furioso is, the fury. is uh, our, our, uh, oh, sorry, our disaster relief um, <laughs> um, wine that we produce when we have disasters. So, this is the so we fury. produce yeah. it a lot. That's a great way to. That's a great way yeah. to put it. But the fury is a cab franc, and it's something that I, I was telling somebody that you're coming into town, and and they were a, a restaurant manager, and the first thing she said was, "I need a good cab franc." She was like, I know that Cab Franc. I love it. I've had it before. And without even saying anything else, went right to the Cab Franc. So oh, you've got cool. uh, you've well, got a good reputation with this Fury. This is our biggest production by and far. Oh. I mean, this, 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 uh, I mean, I mean, 17 when we had fires again, mm-hmm. we had a whopping, I don't even think, I think we barely had a barrel's worth <laughs> because it was that bad. I mean, we lost that much. It was that good, but mm. we lost that much. We got the best out of it that you could, which yeah. was still just not yeah. a large amount. Um, wow. Yeah, sorry. That's our um, studio mics that just get in the way with their big arms sticking out. That's okay. Um, then everyone knows we're really, truly drinking. I know. <laughs> well, speaking we're of tasting. arms sticking out, there are no arms sticking out in this Cab Franc, which is usually my complaint about this variety. I feel like there's always got to be some elbow sticking out hitting me somewhere in the palate, but in this one, there's just really not. Well, a lot of them come to... When it comes to Franck, for me, I mean, it has those dusty. For me, what we're trying to do is we're trying to get, you know, seed ripeness to the point where it's almost when you, right when it has that, uh, when it, it ripens out that green aura that's around the seed. Once mm-hmm. it gets past that, when you bite into the seed, and it's almost like a little toffee. Hmm. It takes it from that bell pepper to right. Uh, things I actually enjoy, which are, you know, in a sense, dried thyme, tumbleweed, and whatnot, mm-hmm. but it also allows that, um, that, almost that little slight bourbon-esque kind of thing going on, and um, you know, with r- proper barrel management, it actually accentuates it, and then you just get these great blackberry, you know, um, base to it, and, um, and 
you know, that's, that's, that's the biggest thing is just being patient enough and patient and, and not go too far where it starts tasting like everything else. Bourbon-esque. Mm-hmm. That is a great description because as soon as you said that, it was right there in the, in the mid going yeah. into the back palate. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, bourbon-esque. It is bourbon-like. There's yeah. some quality in there that that just is a great word. I know and you it, made that it, up, but it's great. And it is the seed. For me, it's the seed because we do a lot of extended mass maceration on some of this stuff. But it's like, again, I don't want it crazy ripe because I don't want, you know, initial possible alcohol of 15.8. Right. Mm-hmm. But I still want to have that 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 blackberry because um, we, I, I still want to ha- accentuate some of those herbs that aren't green and, and goofy like, uh, say, like um, bell pepper. Yeah. I that's, want that see, dry that's my turn off always with yeah. the Cab Franc. And, and, and for, some, for some reason, it's just inescapable to me with Cab Franc because I just don't think people have the patience. And maybe it's not the knowledge about the coating on that seed or some, the seed. That you mentioned going from green to it's also location too. I mean, I, I, I'll be honest yeah. with you. Um, the price of Cabernet Franc is more expensive than it is for Cabernet Sauvignon in the valley now. Is the it average. When did that happen, or why did that happen? Supply demand. Oh, so, I think. Okay. You know, I mean, we've been doing, mm-hmm. I've been doing Cab Franc on its own. I mean, uh, since 2003. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been, I've been worked. I worked at other wineries where they've been doing it since I started working with them back in '92. It seems like it's a labor of love. It's not really the easiest sell either, I don't think. Well, except for, for the one person be, that was looking. It was used it used to be. Now it's like it's kind of a big thing. You have amazing other wineries uh, like Ling and Reed. I mean, mm. I mean they're good humans to begin with and um their franc is inspiring, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I think it's absolutely delicious and you've got other styles, but you know, they're just big and I hate to say it clumsy, but you know Coming from the kitchen and you know working in restaurants since so you know six sixteen, it's like uh, I wanted something that goes with food rather than dominates food. And I think or there's a lot of wines eat. that are just getting crazy out there. We have some power in our wines, but um, it's got some good tannin structure. Yeah, too. There's, there's there's that Dutch chocolate kind of tannins in mm-hmm. there. But actually, when you have something that's deliciously fatty, <laughs> it actually it, it it's amazing how all of a sudden. Yeah, this transformation when you've got those tannins, they'll actually mellow out with, again, a delicious. This is actually better than than Cabernet Sauvignon with a 30-day-plus aged steak. Mm. Um, just because there's that umami kind of S kind of thing going on on the steak, and there's kind of that. And when those two come as all those herbs, but there's those dried herbs like thyme and Sage, mm-hmm. time and coffee rub, or something yeah, like that. A coffee exactly. rub on a steak would be so good with this. So wine. it's like, but you, mm. yeah, exactly. So, but you, you, but again, the acidity is mm-hmm. there too, and that's Just kind there. of a that's a kind of a huge thing. And one of the things you mentioned earlier that I found that I find interesting, and want to just kind of go back to real quick before we move on, because I know we're about to. But you said when they allow uh, when somebody allows Cab Franc to just get more and more and more ripe mm-hmm. well you're getting into the high alcohol world because of all the sugar development but then you said it ends up tasting like everything else merlot i mean i i've had i've had you know i've gone to places god love them it's you know it's not my you know not my style but you know sometimes i like them too but there are wines out there that are huge and the distinguish i mean to distinguish a cab from a merlot for, for that matter sometimes when you've got that kind of ripeness 
you get sometimes it gets too monotone and you're gonna go okay it's great tastes great that said um what's your point (laughs) no that's been like my experience with a lot of wines from certain regions and i'm not naming names but they kind of all taste the same yeah and and and, you know i i you know i i you know I, i i i can go on and wax and lament um but i think just people do their thing and cool you got a fan club for it cool and you're selling out my, every year, great. Yeah, for my you. my thing is just you know I think I think getting people into wine is a is a beautiful thing, however y'all do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that said, it's like uh, it also opens ways for silly people like me to exist because <laughs> I'm doing you know 890 cases of whatever it is nowadays. Because it's something a little different that people yeah. are seeking out. I just recently asked, is why don't you go to a why don't you go to a custom crush facility this, that, and the other? And I kind of said, I like working on my wine. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been really blessed when we've had all these disasters, the 20, uh, 24th, 14th earthquake, the 2017 um, uh, fires and the 2020 uh, fires that I've had. It's like I, I, I've gone and gone, I'm missing this element because it burned up in flames. And, yeah, I have friends, um, buddies, and acquaintances and whatnot that, that help out. Um, so... I'm I'm blessed that I have this community that help out and it's like hey yeah. I need a couple barrels of this because I'm I'm shot and I'm glad that there are people in the valley that you know in Sonoma and whatnot that are you know that we have this relationship and they're they're very kind amazing human beings to get me through my crap and mm-hmm. all this the, all the things that I, you know that we're going as a small winery because again I started with nothing I was a cellar rat <laughs> had a dream and started with a barrel and a keg and. Just kept rolling, but you it's know, the best kind of story—a yeah. silhouette with a dream. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's discuss. That's gonna be your this book, Petite. Yeah. Ver- that's a good title. Yeah. This Petite Verdot is incredible. Yeah. Well, we don't mention the name. Uh, it's uh, it's nickname because um, uh, well, I have to change it. We'll oh, you that. have to change it. Yeah, oh, I do. Gosh darn it. Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. It's like you know, it's like one of those things. It's like uh, you know, uh, the label was produced a long time ago, and there has since been. Another uh, one that has come up that and we'll that, leave it at that that yeah. bought the copyright and blah blah blah. But I didn't buy it. They just uh, they just they just had it registered beforehand. And a lot of time with fanciful names, it's like you know there's so, there's so many different ones that um, it's like it, you just want to turn in the Webster's dictionary and say like I would like to uh, patent all these words or what is it licensed? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's yeah. automotive companies do that. Don't even yep. get started. No, that's one so thing. we're doing the Petite Verdot, which will be renamed, which shall remain next. unnamed. It but may it's go 100%. back to its own. Petite Verdot, that's really kind of cool. So this cool. is one of the few wines that I do that is 100%. Other wines, I do add a little bit of this, a little bit of that, mm-hmm. and it's just to color lift up the whole thing. This looks like velvet. I mean, it looks like velvet. Mm-hmm. Well, given my circumstances, I can do weird things, and this actually aged for almost, uh, well, aged over 28 months. So usually with wines, it's you know 24 months, maybe 18 months. And some wineries, it's 12 months. It depends on how much oak you add to it. Don't get me started. <laughs> Nonetheless, um, so um, it's interesting. Uh, this was a little screwy thing as we moved over into a different frame of mind. But you can see a ghost shadow over the heart if you look at it pretty darn closely. Uh, it's just a clear coat um, print. But there's actually a there's actually a, a there's a little tilt that needs to happen. There. Yeah, there's a little thing, but. Like I just, I get it, yeah, exactly. I yeah. try to do my screwy things, but, you know, this whole wine is about doing screwy things because it's like, um, 
100% petit verdot, aged for a long while to get it to calm down, mm-hmm. and then another year usually in bottle just just to have it go around so the tannins just are supple without chipping a tooth. You mm-hmm. don't see a lot of petit verdot on labels. I mean, you hardly ever see it. Like and you, you don't just see one that doesn't strip the enamel off your teeth exactly. either. Why did you Why did you do it? Why did you pick this? Again, was it kind of like the, the Cap Franc story where you had some that was really good and you just wanted to... Um, Isn't it? Yeah. Love, look, love on it. Oh, I know, right? I haven't tasted this well. It's sold out at the winery. I mean, okay. y- like, y'all, y'all here in Florida are the only ones that have anything left. I get a little it. cola in that too. Cola bean. Have you ever had a cola nut? No, you know, I don't think so. Highly recommend it. It's okay. different. You know, toasted cola nut. You go. That's different from a colonoscopy. <laughs> you said a colon. I'm like, where are you going getting, with this? I'm getting too old for that. Don't get too. <laughs> no, not really. We can't joke about that comfortably. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> We said, but, <laughs> anyway, cola nut. So, um, oh my gosh, it smells so good. Yeah, did you get yeah, that in your mouth yet? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, mm. it is. Uh, sometimes it, it is like, um, yeah, maybe I'll do that. Huh. I'm sorry, I just I'm right brainstorming now. in my head, going, wow. Do you need a pen and a paper? Are you having a light no, bulb? No, I already moment? put it. I put it. You know, I put it in the. Will you name burner. the next one Grape Mines? Grape mines. <laughs> Grape ape. Remember that? <laughs> yes. Remember that from back in the day? Yep. Yeah. I was two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so it, a lot of it is, you know, I'll, one thing is what I like about what we do, and I've got like maybe one, two employees nowadays. i got one one who's I've known for as long as I've been in the Valley, which is 24 years or mm. something like that. Mm. And we work hard lush. on this stuff and and it's like we, we'll taste your stuff and you go that barrel doesn't suck yeah <laughs> like damn and then, a good thing and then <laughs> we'll we'll just go ahead and bottle it why okay. because we can and mm-hmm. there's one time I, I was I had um, some Stag's Leap uh, Petit Verdot had two barrels of it and I said I already had done the Petit Verdot for that year and came across it again I went Holy blankety blank! Mm-hmm. I'm just going to do this for wine club, for shoots and oh, for shoots and, for shoots and ladders, yeah. for shoots and ladders. That's okay. <laughs> and um, we bottled it, called it dust to dust, and it is still people are still asking for it. You know, uh, I only get that petite for dough once in a while, but I actually had this barrel. I went, oh, yeah, holy shoots do, and ladders! Yeah, holy <laughs> shoots and ladders. Let's let's put to the and so we did. We, we allowed ourselves to do that. And we say we again. It's like just a few of us. You know, my brother helps out sometimes, and we, we just do our me, thing. We, myself, I, and my brother. Right, or you know, and family and friends. I'm our, or my brother from another mother. <laughs> yeah, so. there is nothing petite about a petite Verdot. That's my favorite saying because it's anything petite is not a petite Mm-mm. flavor profile. No, it's skin ratio usually. Is, I mean, sometimes, about sometimes, yeah, sometimes. You know, knock on yeah. desk. Um, it refers to the size Knock of the on barrel. Formica. Yeah. <laughs> I think the trim's kind of woodish. No, it is. I mean, it's a layered, um, it's a layered wood. Particle board kind <laughs> <Yeah>. of thing. <laughs> it resists wine very well. I sp- I've spilled it a couple yeah, of times. Yeah, the soundboard does not. Yeah, I got Yeah, I'm actually, wow. I haven't <laughs> tasted this in about that. a while. It's really incredible. I love when somebody who makes the wine goes like, back and it's like, wow, it's been a while. And they dazzle themselves yeah. with their own genius. Yeah, uh, I hate that. That's just so not me. Dazzle themselves. I mean, that's like you know. Again, we're just trying to not f it up. <laughs> but you know, when you have a shoots and ladders kind of. Yeah. Um, well, you didn't f this up. You did yeah. a good job with it. So. Dang. Mm-hmm. 
FYI, none of that went in the dump bucket. Yeah, yeah. so the dump bucket in this <laughs> scenario was my face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. I'm just going, thank you, Mother Nature. That was a beautiful thing. I'm glad I was there to assist you in that, but I am not mm-hmm. the reason. <laughs> yeah, but you were the steward. I mean, somebody could have messed up those raw materials way bad. <laughs> well, that's know? good. That's a good, nice lingering. Um, Holy. It's, yeah. just sit, it's just sitting in my mouth having a I mean, having a holiday. Its feet are propped up, and it's just laying back going, This is okay. my surprised face <laughs> right here. I'm like, wow, that was, that was not that I didn't think you would do great things because we've already established your genius. But <laughs> no, 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 genius. No, but I've been just... dying to try the Petite Verdot again because – it's because it's so unique, just on its own, just having that great bottled alone, like you said, and then and then having that special touch to it. It's just magnificent. That is and some fat glass, too, by the way. We are drinking the 2017. But it used to be. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Well, my, my thing with, uh, again, with what I do is just, I I mean, I'm, I'm trying to share the reason I do this. It's like, because like, it goes back back in the day when I was a, uh, cellar rat and i you know you go through barrels and you're going wow that one's pretty darn special maybe it's the you know the cooper Mm -hmm. uh, the forest the toast and Mm -hmm. and also where that hit you know uh when you were barreling down so all sorts of crazy things can happen was on the top of the stack bottom of the stack whatever but there's sometimes you know those will all have some nuance factors to so to a to a to a plot or a mm-hmm. lot um, that gets put into barrel, and then you come across a barrel, you go, oh, 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 wait a second, and it's like I don't, you know, this is going to do great with this and that blend, but this is to the point where I'm running around with my underwear over my hands, <laughs> swinging around, and says, oh my god, that's bloody good, <laughs> running around with my underwear in my hands. Yeah, you go woo. Um, As one does when they celebrate. Uh, I, I'm running. I run around my winery. I mean, I'm in Dickies shorts, um, rock climbing shoes, and um, most of the time shirtless. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just you know maybe it's my zen or just I'm nuts. Hey, that's how whatever whatever that's how we usually works. do our Zoom podcast. Yeah, sh- shirtless. <laughs> we just turn the video off. Yeah, like, right. Was that a hot Run flash? around going yippee-ki-yay yeah, with your underwear over your head. Yeah, we're just in Florida. It's yeah. a little warm. Oh, constantly. <laughs> so we're, mo- we're moving on to the uh, another wine that you're very well known for, and it's a Cabernet called The Stash. The Stash. I love the name of that for a lot of reasons. Um, one of them because, you know, there are a lot of restaurants that when, when people are regulars and they know there's always a stash. Yeah. Something that's not on the list. It's something that, that uh, the manager or the owner, uh, when they go to the, a, a frequent diner, it makes them feel special. Oh, there's something in the stash for me. I've got something for you. So mm-hmm. this is fits in it perfectly. Mm-hmm. This is, yeah, this is, well, it was originally called the family stash. Because that's why you kept it for yourself. early on that, you know, you know when my brother was more, you know, considerably more involved um right now he's doing cool things um mm-hmm. uh doing water polo um coaching and he's just doing doing some really really cool things with um kids and getting them along with their lives oh great you know via That's sports great. so yeah. you know i'm really proud of him and what he does and his his wife is amazing um works for napa county schools and she's kicking tushy and and just making things happen and it's all about the kids Nonetheless, I digress, as usual. <laughs> but we put a barrel away because it was, again, we went, holy crap. 
can I say that one? Yeah. Or you, Jesus you, poop? Or yeah, you, 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 know, yeah, you or can say that. Dalai Lama poop? Yeah. yeah. Or you can say the S word. Okay. Just don't yell it. I won't yell it. I'm because not going to yell it. Because tender on the ears. Just I'm, kidding. <laughs> so, uh, so it was the family stash? So it was really evolved. called the family stash because, you know, we got to a barrel and we went, and this is when we had 300 case production mm-hmm. and we got to one barrel and went, Dang, holy blankety blank, that's bloody good. Let's just stash that away for us. Okay, what the hell are we going to do with 24 and a half cases? <laughs> we made a good attempt, but we had some. It was uh, a big family stash. Well, we had some doctors on bikes that were touring and placed that. I love that doctors on bikes. That's another That's another uh, book there. That was one of the most amazing things to me, uh, driving around the people that were in spandex on bikes on two-lane roads all around Napa. I'm like, come on, people. First of all, yeah, scoot. And I know. So I'm just no, driving having slow. a good time, and they're on the side roads. It's all right. That's cool. cool. And it's like, you know, I have friends that do that, and I think they're crazy. But I would just, there's no way. Those hills are pretty steep. Uh, like, I would started. die. You know Unless what I would yell out when I go by him? Overachiever! Well, nonetheless. So I had some doctors on bikes, and they came in, and well, they heard about the Fury, the Cabernet Franc, and uh, no, no, no. This they heard about the proprietary red. This is way before. This is two thousand and one. Was my first vintage of the stash, which was Cabernet Franc dominated at the time. Mm. Uh, two thousand two became Cabernet Sauvignon dominated. That's a whole other story and another bottle of tequila. <laughs> but that um, they taste the proprietary red and went, "Wow, that's great!" And I look at these guys and I guess these guys mean business. So I say, "You want to try something?" I said, sure. So that was, you know, top of the four stack of of barrels. So I go climbing up there like a little monkey and get up there, get a sample, come down. And he goes, and all of them went, oh, my God, you know, that that's pretty amazing. How much is that? And I jokingly said $200 a bottle. This is back in, so 2001 would be 2003 when they actually tasted it. And he says, cool, I'll take a case. And I went, uh, uh, I can't charge that much because that's ludicrous as far as I'm concerned. So, but I said 100, and it stayed as 100 since 2002. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's really awesome. I'm nuts. You have the nose on this. But it's not nuts. I mean, that's Napa Valley prices for a great cab. Yeah, I mean. Well, you can I mean, go I, higher, I think. I mean, no. I'm I mean, suggesting you do, but I'm just saying you totally could. I, I just won't. I mean, as it is, it's like, you know, this is this is a whopping 160-case production, six-packs. But you know. That's why you could easily go higher. Mm. That's what I'm saying. But this is kind of. You know, tips a hat towards old school mm-hmm. as well as kind of current what's going on. There's still some deep black fruit in there. This is this and is some 90, savory. Yeah, this is ninety percent Cabernet Sauvignon, seven percent um, Cabernet Franc, and three percent uh, Petit Verdot. This finishes, mm-hmm. and it changes. But this was also aged um, well over twenty eight months, also. Yeah, I just get a savory note on that. I don't get that. Thank God I don't get the sweetness that so many Napa cabs are sporting these days. Mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, but, it's it's still the, luscious, but it's not, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, there's that cassis. Yeah. Um, there's that um, blackberry again, maybe black bean cherry, say black fruit. Um, right. Because you get that hint of of plums. Yeah. Not the okay. plums we get here in the United States, and I'm going to be a little dork here and go, but the plums I've had, oh, the Pruneau I've had in France, mm. and it's just, just a little 
little more lush, a little more full body in the mouth without being this sweet gooey thing. Mm-hmm. And I like mm. I like full flavored stuff, but again, it's like when you've got something that has residual sugar even just in just above threshold, it does make things cloy, cloying when you go to eat drink it with food and you're eating things and it's like you know that the sweetness is like are you putting it over pancakes pancakes or are you mm-hmm. having it with a steak mm-hmm. or are you having it with lamb in this case i think this just goes because that little bit of cabernet franc um gives it that that bridge to lamb that's amazing and then if you want to even go vegetarian this and eggplant is ludicrously good yeah i was co- i was going towards eggplant well, and that's that's one of those and vegetables that are hard can be hard to um, to pair because of the bitterness that it can have, and sometimes yeah, depending yeah. on what sauce you put with it. But I could totally get that lamb. I'm, I'm all over it with that. I and even the mint jelly, like a baba ganoush kind of situation, oh, yeah. you know, like on mm. good sourdough well, there's toast. This, there's Sorry. this um, there's this one uh, I can't remember the this is uh, one Chinese restaurant in Tampa of all places, and they had this eggplant dish that I'm actually going to have this weekend whether <laughs> tampa likes it or not i'm gonna hunt this down but one of my friends um we're drinking all these cool wines um on her little deck there and she goes this is one of my favorite dishes in the world and it was this eggplant i'm going well i dig eggplant sure this eggplant was spot on it was ludicrous mm. i keep saying that i know but it's like it was bloody delicious mm. I can't get over it. I can't wait. Is to it kind of spicy? No, slightly, but you know, not not to the point where you're like where it would suck with the tannins yeah. and this. But were there like little guys that are kind of quartered the little smaller eggplants, or was it? Yeah, yeah, it was, a, it was the Japanese style yeah. guys. But um, uh, it had um, it had uh, um, this like ground tofu kind of thing on it. Ooh. It's like you going really, okay, and then th- the sauce on it was like, uh. <coughs> God, excuse me. Um, it was nuts. It was just still. I'm craving that right now. Well, when you go I'm to frothing. Tampa and find it, will you please let yes, us all know? I should, I should, I should, I should, I should text her right now and says, "What yeah. the name? What's the name of that? What's the name of that restaurant?" Yeah, well, let us know because we would like to go because it's not that far. Yeah, it's. Uh, let me tell you, hello, <laughs> one more time. Oh God, I, that's the problem when I start when I start tasting with like-minded nutcases like myself, and you start <laughs> talking about food and wine. I can be completely full. I mean, like like rubbing my belly, belching, and <laughs> it, it hurts so good. And then I'm talking about the next meal. I, I know, oh, yeah. I know, right? Same. I was like, oh, yeah. oh my God, this would go great with this. Mm-hmm. <gasps> oh, yeah. no. What about this? <gasps> I don't know. Let's try both. <laughs> Why not? That's when you know you're working in your passion. Yeah, you no, know? exactly. Your wines are so good, Brian. Thank you so much for for taking the time to come by the studio and hang out with us and, and share them with us. And well, um, thank you. I mean, it's like it's this is this is one of the best with slight jet lag, you know, getting off a plane and going straight here and <laughs> getting lost. And here I am. I'm found with two amazing humans, and we're drinking wine. Life, oh, my God. Life, life can't get any better. <laughs> right? It's, it's not bad. I'm not complaining at all. Yeah. But, man, these – okay, my standout is a Petit Verdot because I'm so surprised. Got to say, love the Cab Sauv as well. I mean, and the Cab Franc also. I mean, and the Rosé. Let's just go all the way back. And, and we only had four of his wines. So he's got a, a, a bigger portfolio, and I would cuddle with all four in bed right now. 
mm-hmm. and not yeah. kick any of them out of bed. She's kind of choosy about who she lets in there. Yeah, I am. I am. Don't read. Don't uh, believe right. what you read on the bathroom walls. That's all right. Well, I have that fascination sometimes with tequila, but I'm very particular about my tequila when See? it comes to exactly. blancos. But Cuddling with it's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, sometimes it's like you're. I have this thing with Julia Child, and um, was blessed to meet her three times in my life, and I love reading about her life and whatnot. Yeah. And a cup of tequila at bedside. Oh well. There it's a beautiful thing. All right, I'll have to. We'll have to look, try that one. <laughs> well, I totally appreciate you um, swinging down here on the beginning of your Florida mini tour, um, and it's been great having you in the studio. I've seen your wines around. Now, if I see them again, I'm buying them for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and looking forward to ordering some, actually, probably direct from the winery, which would probably be a safer bet because, as you mentioned, a lot of these are um, sold out at the winery, and they're out in distribution in the world. Well, what's great about Florida is that um, there's a lot of amazing humans here, and a lot of I have a lot of great friends here, mm-hmm. and some of this is stuff. This is the only state that gets some of the weird stuff, mm-hmm. so I can't complain. We I, have, I love we have a good number of wine geeks. It works for me, and lots yeah. of weird people. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> no, but thank you, ladies. I mean, I I I adore you too, and this was this was wonderful. Thank it's good you. for the soul. Good for awesome. the soul. Awesome. So much fun. Brian Page is the owner of Page Cellars. Page Wine and Cellars. What? Page what? Page Wine Cellars. Page Wine Cellars. What did I call it? Oh, just It's okay. Oh, it's that's wine right, cellars. because of the other guys. It's all right. They're cool. We like them. Yeah, they're but cool. you're right. I've had their wines, but we have to say Page Wine Cellars. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. And Revolver One. And, well, I was going to say that next. I'm going to shut up then. No, no that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you keep going. We got a job for you in the podcast. Yes, we do. <laughs> So Great Minds is produced at WGCU Studios on FGCU campus in Fort Myers, Florida. Our producer for online media is Tara Calligan. Great Minds theme music is from Kansas City band Victor and Penny. The song is You'd Be So Nice to Come Home To by Cole Porter. To get in touch with us, check out greatminds.org. For Julie Glenn, I'm Gina Birch. Thanks for listening. You'd be so nice to come home to. You'd be so nice.